It is so easy for us to get caught up in the rat race of life, to focus on our own existence and our own desires, and to place all of our efforts on taking care of our families and those we love. But what about the biblical mandate of being Jesus' hands and feet here on earth? What about the call of doing unto others what we would have them do unto us? Or as Paul says, to treat others as better than ourselves. In this episode of Hardcore Christianity, Jerry and I will attempt to answer the question, how important is doing ministry work? We'll explore statistics examining how many believers spend time doing ministry work. We'll examine the benefits or repercussions of engaging or not engaging in ministry work. And we'll take a look at what the Bible says about our mandate or lack thereof to engage in some form of ministry work. If you've ever wondered how important it is for believers to engage in some form of ministry work, I would encourage you to stick around for this episode of Hardcore Christianity. So Jerry, thank you for joining me for another episode of Hardcore Christianity. We're going to be talking this time about ministry work and how important it is to do ministry work. So before we get into the talk, we'll do what we always do, which is try and define what we mean by ministry work. Do you have any definitions or thoughts about what what we're talking about? I do. Uh, When I was younger, I would have defined ministry work as being a pastor, a missionary, or some other specific faith-based profession. Now that I'm older, I look at everything that we do as Christians as ministry opportunity to praise God and to be his hands and feet in a rebellious world. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. I actually looked up some uh, uh, definitions online about ministry work, and I agree with your definition. I like that you had steered it away from just pastors and 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 uh, uh, those who are are in like missionaries. Um, but Wikipedia says, in Christianity, ministry is an activity carried out by Christians to express or spread their faith. The prototype being the Great Commission. Some ministries are identified formally as such, and some are not. Some ministries are directed toward um, members of the church and some toward non-believers. And I like that last part where it's talking about ministry work, some being directed toward members of the church and some toward non-believers or non-members of the church. I actually got a couple more from a a website called gotquestions.org, which I've referenced in some uh, previous episodes of Hardcore Christianity. It seems to be a really good uh, website for that. And they mention that ministry is seen as service to God and to other people in his name. Jesus provided the pattern of Christian ministry. He came not to receive service, but to give it. And then later it says, uh, the Christian should minister by meeting people's needs with love and humility on Christ's behalf. Christians are to minister to others out of their devotion to Christ and their love for others. Whether the, people, whether the other people are believers or unbelievers. Ministry to others should be impartial and unconditional. Always seeking to help others as Jesus would. And this applies both to the church and also ministries outside of the church. But my definition would be something more like this. Oh, I would, this, this is what I would add to what uh, gotquestions.org already says. I would add that any activity done for others to show God's love, to evangelize, to disciple, or to shine a light on Jesus himself, uh, anything that's basically done in his name for others on a volunteer basis, I would consider to be ministry work. And I'm not, I mean, I'm omitting 
talking about charitable giving, and uh, I, I'm taking that out of the definition, but this is basically uh, activities that are done uh, to to help others or to basically uh, show God's love, evangelize, disciple, or shine a light upon him on a volunteer basis. What do you think about that definition? Well, as you were talking, I was thinking about the story where Jesus said, if you give a cup of water in my name, mm-hmm. it's like doing it unto him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we don't always look at things that way. We don't always see the bigger picture. Uh, we will do or not do something out of our own desire to do it. Uh, as opposed to saying, oh, this is what Jesus would have me do. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as we are willing to be sacrificial in that area, um, because sometimes it's not convenient. Mm-hmm. In fact, many times it's not convenient. <laughs> but if we know that's where God wants us and that's what we should be doing, uh, we'll be amazed how much not only are other people affected by it, but how much we are. Absolutely. I love that you use the word sacrificial. I think that should be included in in the definition uh, because sacrificial says to me that I'm not getting anything out of it. As a matter of fact, I'm spending out of it. I'm I'm giving and not receiving, uh, which is one of the reasons I kind of pointed out in my uh, uh, extended definition that I think that ministry work, when I consider ministry work, is done on a volunteer basis where we are not really getting anything in return. Now, I know that there are a lot of ministries and a lot of uh, activities that people engage in where they are maybe getting paid to do it, mm-hmm. or there may be other uh, incentives for them to do it, and there is nothing wrong with that. I'm, I'm just saying that when I consider ministry work, I consider it completely sacrificial, um, something that is done um, where, where we're not getting anything in return. But see, I, I disagree with not getting anything in return. Oh, okay. Only from the fact that, uh, and I call it God's economy. Uh-huh. Uh, if I have $5 and I give you $2, I have less, you have more. But if I share my faith with you, we both have more. Ah. And uh, so uh, there's nothing I've ever done uh, that I've done because this is what I thought God wanted me to do, that I didn't get somehow get blessed because of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you said that. To clarify that, because I agree with that as well. All right, so we'll go with we'll go with that general uh, idea of what ministry is. Uh, but I also wanted to mention that, uh, and to point out that uh, when I think about ministries, it's also not just outside of the church, but in the church too. Because I believe that a lot of people do um, sacrifice time uh, doing things that are, are are orchestrated by the church. Sometimes even for members of the church that. Um, I don't think we should minimize and say is not ministry work, but then also several things that are done outside the church uh, for people who may not necessarily be in the church. All of that stuff falls under ministry work. But the sacrificial, I think that word, if there's any word to choose to to, to be stapled right onto ministry work, it would be sacrificial. So um, I just kind of wanted to ask, and I don't know if I talked to you, the, you about this beforehand, but just to give people an idea of what some form of ministry work might be, what are some of the things that you have done or some of the things uh, that you either have done or are doing that would be qualified as uh, ministry work, either inside the church or outside of the church? Well, uh, through our church, we've had opportunities to get involved with uh, something called Love Your Neighbor Day. Okay. And we get uh, names from different organizations of people that just need help. 
and we go and we might rake a lawn, we might paint uh, some windows or uh, fix a roof or whatever it might be, and it's done as an outreach. Uh, we There's no requirement that they have to come to our church in order to uh, have this done, but uh, it's just something that we feel that uh, as a part of the, um, the, the area that we live, that uh, we can give back in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we've talked about it a little bit before, but another one is, uh, for me, going out to the jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I've been doing it almost 10 years now. Wow. Uh, and the days I absolutely don't feel like going. <laughs> and uh, for whatever reason, it's been busy. I've got a lot going on, whatever. But I know that's where God wants me, so mm-hmm. I do go. I never leave regretting I went. Now, how often do you go? How, how frequent? Uh, generally every Tuesday night. Uh, that's just kind of an open volunteering where we go into pods with the guys and uh, share stories of faith and, and also just listen. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times that's what they need, somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're there for. We're there to be Christ's hand and feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Fridays, I go in and I teach in the Bible pod. Okay. So uh, Friday afternoon. And uh, these are guys that have requested and submitted a form and met the qualifications in order to be in the Bible pod. Uh, and they are uh, very interested in growing in their faith. Uh, and so that's a little bit different. Uh, there's more teaching involved, uh, but there's also a lot of learning involved. Yeah. Uh, I've always found that Anything that I really work at teaching, how much I learn to learn yourself in doing it. Yeah. Well, a couple of things that I that I participate in uh, inside the church. I'm part of the prayer ministry, which I value. I mean, I value prayer very much. Uh, I'm part of the worship team, and I'm also part of a missions team where we talk about some of the mission trips and we plan some of the things, and we also communicate with. uh, those who are missionaries in our church, uh, that we kind of encourage them and we find out what's going on with them and and uh, what their needs may be in their field as they're um, doing their missions work. And then outside the church, um, I just came back from a trip to Guatemala. Uh, so I do a lot of mission trips, short-term mission trips that I'm involved with. And uh, we do some support through Haiti. Uh, we I have, I've built up relationships there where we um, support a pastor there. Um, I, I oftentimes visit, talk to them, encourage. And then also the ministry of KTF Productions, which is what we're doing right now. It's just talking uh, uh, through, through hardcore Christianity and other other things. So yeah, I consider all of that um, a part of ministry work. Uh, it's It falls within the, the uh, definition that we, we were talking about, uh, being either God's love, evangelizing, discipling, or shining a light on him. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it's a broad definition. It's a broad. Uh, there's so many ways that people can uh, participate and be uh, in the mission, uh, so so to speak, and do mission work. I actually, uh, we were talking about it in one of my churches one time, and uh, about how um, people in the church can get involved. And uh, one lady wanted to to sew quilts. I think she wanted to make quilts for um, uh, military uh, who are coming back. And that was kind of laughed at by some of the people in the group, but that would fall underneath this, I think, definition of ministry work is love, showing it unto others. And that's her passion. That was her skill that she was able to bring to the table. And I 
kind of you know reprimanded the person for last laughing. It's like uh, this is something that God can certainly use and it can really do an amazing work in someone's life. So I just uh, I, I only say that to encourage anyone who is interested in doing ministry work. God made us in specific ways and we have specific passions. He puts things in our lives and we can jump on the bandwagon of whatever it is that um, that God is leading us to to do uh, and be God's hand and feet and, on this earth. Well, we're all given different gifts mm-hmm. and, uh, and I think your passions fall in line with your gifts. Right. Uh, and when you use those, it's amazing. Uh, I know... Uh, we had a, uh, it was a fundraising dinner for Forgotten Man Ministries, and on the tables of each of the tables, and there were, I think, 26 tables or something, they had four or five pictures of that were drawn by inmates. Hmm. Uh, I mean, incredibly good art. Hmm. And it happened to be a gift that these different individuals had. Uh, and so... A lot of times we think of, just like we think of ministry work, we think of our gifts as, though this one is spiritual gift, this one's not. But mm-hmm. we can use things that uh, other people might not think as spiritual right. as opportunities to share our gift and then through that gift have the opportunity to maybe talk to people in ways we never could mm-hmm. if we didn't have and didn't use that gift God gave us. Good, good. So why are we even asking this question? Why is this important? What would you say? Well, first of all, we live in a me culture. Mm-hmm. It's all about me. Uh, if uh, And I think about uh, even with our churches. If my church isn't giving me what I want, mm-hmm. then I'm going someplace else. And uh, it, it reminded me, and I've seen it a couple times recently, that uh, but John Kennedy, when he was president, he said, uh, it was a famous saying of his, as, ask not what your country can do for you, mm-hmm. but ask what you can do for your country. And I would take that to our churches, uh, to our, our communities that we live in. But it is such a Me Too culture. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of times we look at, uh, we pay people to do ministry work because <laughs> right. uh, we've got pastors, we've got uh, lay leaders, we've got whatever, but we pay them. And what we do is secular work. And as we talked before, uh, that everything that we do if, as, as Christians, if we do it for uh, the right purpose, if we, if we think that we're trying to serve God in doing it, can be ministry work. Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact... It's interesting. Uh, we talk about the jail a little bit, but when I'm in the jail, I'll be in discussion with a group of guys, and I'm the guy that came in. I'm the volunteer and whatever, and we'll be talking about faith, and it'll be one of the other inmates talking to the inmate who happened to ask the question, and he's giving them mm-hmm. an answer, and he's actually doing the ministry work, <laughs> and the person that's listening actually takes it better because this person's in the same boat he is mm-hmm. and and can uh, relate to what this person's going through. It's amazing how God works. I think that when you engage in ministry, God will put the people in place. He will, he will move the pieces on the board the way that he wants to move them. And he actually uses people like us to answer prayer or to be his mouth or to be his hands and feet. And when we say that in the church, um, I think 
oftentimes we may think metaphorical or out there or, you know, it's just a, a simile or whatever, a metaphor. But really, it we are. I think that God, and I'll talk, we'll talk about it, I'm sure, later on in the show too, but he uses us to be his hand, to actually really, really be his hand and feet. I mean, if someone's praying for something and they need someone to do something for them, he may put on our hearts or he may put in our path this person that we can help and minister to. And uh, he uses people just like you and me to do uh, the work of the Lord. Well, let me uh, point out a couple of of statistics um, in regards to uh, ministry work. And this is from the Pew, all of this is from the Pew Research um, Center, and it's from pewresearch.org. And in it, it says, uh, while most Americans still identify as Christian, there are big differences when it comes to how involved they are in the congregation or whether they are involved at all. Indeed, some of the large, largest Christian denominations in the United States have relatively low levels of involvement among their members. In this I've, I don't I'm, don't know if I'm saying it right, but uh, the 80-20 rule, oh, sure. where yeah, 80%, I mean, 20% of people do 80% of the work. Right. And so, um, unfortunately, there is truth behind that that saying, uh, and especially within the church. Um, also, Pew Research says, among all Christian religions in the United States, Mormons and the Jehovah Witness have the largest share of members who are highly involved in their congregations, according to a new analysis of data. And I often see them evangelizing a lot. I mean, I, I work at a, a university and I see Mormons two by two evangelizing. I mean, just doing the work of, of evangelization, evangel, evangelizing on campus. And I find that inspiring in that they are so uh, active in, uh, in their um, conviction, which I would love to see Christian believers do the same. And then lastly, uh, same same site. It says among United States adults who are Christian, three in ten have a high level of congregational involvement, while fifty eight percent have a medium level, and twelve percent fall into the low category. So a lot of these statistics are talking about uh, activity within the church and activity within the congregation. But uh, I think um, it's a good uh, indicator. Uh, of how uh, believers are responding to what I would consider a mandate to uh, to be God's hand and feet on this earth. Uh, when you say that, uh, it reminded me a uh, a sermon that uh, Pastor Larry at our church gave a couple years ago, and in it he said, "What you do today will impact eternity." Mm-hmm. And we sometimes take a real short view of things. What is it going to do for me today? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not looking at the long view of things and um, really thinking about what do I do? How does it impact not only me, but the people around me? Right. And then uh, the other thing I was thinking of as you were talking is uh, when I was up in Ludington a couple years ago, uh, we went to a, a church up there and the title of the sermon was The Church Has Left the Building. And so often we think of the church as a building. Mm-hmm. But that's not the church. Right. That just happens to be a building. Any right. any building can be a church. Not every church can be a building. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> <in> fact, <laughs> churches are buildings. But but the the idea that you know what am I doing with what I've learned on Sunday? Am mm-hmm. I taking it out with me? Right. Uh, do I live any differently because of what I heard on Sunday? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and what I've learned too, and ministry work, oftentimes. The small things that we do 
can make a huge impact in someone's life. And it may be nothing, I mean, nothing to us right. to do A, B, or C. Uh, before we even started recording, I, I think you talked about us uh, giving a glass of of water to 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 someone could be uh, some kind of a form of God's hand and feet, and that may seem small to the person doing the giving, but it could be huge to the person receiving it. Uh, I know that I had um, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show before, but uh, when I was in Haiti one time, uh, me and a, a a lady who was a Haitian, we were walking down the road, and some guy was stuck in the mud with in his car, and he was just trying to get out of it. He was one person who was just stuck and couldn't get out of it. And people were just walking by, and I just stopped by to help him. And uh, all I, I got in the car, he got in the back and pushed, and it took us 10 seconds to get him out of the mud. But that was huge for him. It was nothing for me. And I think that that's just one little small example of a larger picture of ministry work. When we spend a lot of time doing something, sometimes uh, that is multiplied in its effect. So, uh, so yeah, I think uh, ministry work is super important, and it's unfortunate that uh, statistically it shows that not a lot of believers agree. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, a couple weekends ago, I was in the jail, and I uh, we were going through and making sure that the TVs were working for the church service. And I was in one pod, and a person was cleaning the floors. And uh, so I just I said, when you get done, look up the verse. Proverbs twenty two twenty nine, which basically talks about if we do something really well, people will notice mm-hmm. that we won't stand before ordinary people will stand before kings, and uh, and didn't think much of it. But that's and, and so this person did go back and actually looked up the verse and made sure that they told the next volunteer that came in <laughs> that they really appreciated that. That's which, awesome. And it was just a very simple thing. It's one I use all the time yeah. when I when I see the people cleaning because. Uh, so often we take a, a menial task and we uh-huh. say, oh, well, I mean, that person's just a floor cleaner or right. a, a window cleaner. But if you're doing it to the best of your ability and, and honoring God with it, mm-hmm. then it's more than just... That's uh, it's a neat story. So how important do we, you and me, Jerry, believe ministry work to be? I, I think we kind of alluded to it, but um, what would you say to that question? Well, first thing as I would say is that... Uh, I think it's something we all need to be involved with, um, that as we, as we do things that, and we talked about sacrifice, but, you know, doing things outside our comfort zone, how much we grow in doing that. Uh, I think of an athlete. If I want to be an athlete, I can't sit on the couch and eat potato chips. Mm-hmm. I've got to get up and I've got to put some weight on the bar or I've got to go run or I've got to do something that challenges me and my body so that it'll grow. Mm-hmm. And our faith is very much like that. Uh, our faith is a muscle. If I don't use it, it will shrink. Mm-hmm. If I use it, it will grow. And so it's important uh, for us to use those those talents and gifts that God gave us so that they will grow. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't want to hide them under the bushel basket, right, as right. the old uh, verse goes. Yes. Well, I also think that uh, ministry work, doing ministry work, is a mark of a believer. I mean, because we're supposed to model Jesus, and Jesus uh, didn't come to serve, but to be served, as as was mentioned earlier in this episode. But I believe that it is our mandate. I would take it uh, even a step further, because I don't think that any believer should not be involved in some form of ministry. Uh, even young children uh, could be involved in some form of ministry, because if we are going to model Jesus, then this is one of the many things that he that he modeled for us. 
And then also in the, you, I'm sure you're familiar with the parable of the talents in Matthew. Right. So in Matthew chapter 25, verses 26 through 29, oh, for those of you first who are not familiar with the parable of the talents, it's a parable of a, a master who uh, leaves money to three of his servants. One he gives five, one he gives two, and one he gives one. And he comes back, and the one who had five multiplied it by doubled it, and he had ten. The one who had two doubled it, had four, and the one who had one buried it. And then uh, when the master came back, he gave him back the one, and the master was not very happy. And in verse uh, in chapter twenty-five, verses twenty-six through twenty-nine, it says, "His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant! You knew that I harvest where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with." the bankers, so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. Whoever has will be given more, and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. And uh, when I think about talents uh, and and this particular uh, uh, parable, I notice that um, three of the servants were given different amounts. And as I think about, uh, I know that talents in this parable is monetary, but I had a friend who was deaf. Uh, no, not deaf. He was he was um, legally blind, and he was um, he had some other uh, uh, physical and uh, mental issues. Um, but when I was doing the the television show Christian Music Videos, he was doing a similar show on a lower scale. And he would go into the access center and he would um, put together these shows. He, he would have to put his eyes up really close to the screen and, and do it. And have to, it was a challenge. It was really a challenge for him to do it. Um, I think about the idea that uh, God has given us all um, talents, not just talents, but a privilege and uh, abilities and um, uh, just a lot of different things that some other people may not have. And they may have less of quote unquote the talents uh, that are given to them than other people might have, and this particular person was able to do a lot with a little, and I was really uh, really impressed with that. And uh, it goes back to the idea um, that we need to be faithful with even a few things. And uh, Matthew chapter twenty five verse twenty one says, the "Master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share in your master's happiness." And I think that to much who has been given, much is required. Agreed. So I, that's the kind of, um, I find uh, ministry work to be very, very important. And it doesn't have to be financial, but it could be skills, it could be influence, or it could be your position. Uh, that can be the talents that God has given you to, uh, to help further kingdom work here on, on this earth. And one last point on that, I, I just want to mention that... Uh, um, when Jesus did do the miracle of multiplication, uh, he said in that, you give them something to eat. I actually had a, uh, a pastor, I'm, I just came back from um, uh, church not too long ago, and my pastor was talking about the idea that the church, that God handcuffs himself to the church. So basically what he's saying is, is what I alluded to earlier in this episode, that God uses us to, to exact his plan. And so um, we need to make sure that we are up to the, the challenge. When God wants us to use someone like us, that we are ready to be used. And he uses us to answer someone's prayer, and he also can use us to affect change in the world. So that is my view on, uh, on a ministry and why I believe that is so important. you have anything else to add there? 
Well, uh, just that uh, we'll never know this side of heaven how our actions have influenced people either for or pushed them away from faith That's, and Christ. Yeah. I, I mean, it's amazing how um, we could go through life and we could do things and we don't know what parts are impactive and huge and what parts are just, you know, standard and, and, and day to day. I mean, you can be going through a regular day and whatever you might've done something that regular day ministry wise, and it could make a, it could be huge in the kingdom of heaven. Absolutely. So are there any spiritual benefits or repercussions for engaging or not engaging in some form of ministry uh, work in your lifetime? Well, I go back to the jail. It's been nine and a half years. Uh, I volunteered with Forgotten Man. Uh, and in many cases, I have no idea what impact my volunteering uh, has done. There'll be inmates that uh, I talk to maybe once hmm. and I'll never see again. Uh, and yet uh, there are others that I'll have a more of an ongoing relationship. Some of them that I've uh, even uh, kept in contact with a little bit outside. Some of them are in prison that mm -hmm. I keep in contact with. Mm -hmm. But uh, since volunteering with Forgotten Man, I don't listen to sermons the same way. I don't pray the same way. I don't read my Bible the same way. Uh, I have grown more in my faith in the 10 years or nine and a half years that I volunteered than in the 40 years before that. Wow. Uh, it's just that it, it challenges me. It, mm -hmm. uh, again, like with the teaching side, because I'm trying to teach something, I try to learn it, so I learn more of it. I know that like when I'm listening to a sermon, and I hear something, oh, that's something I can use. Mm -hmm. uh, or I've heard guys ask that question. Let me get, uh, let me get mm -hmm. that down. Mm -hmm. And uh, every time I go to the jail, I'm challenged, tested, and encouraged. Hmm. That's awesome. I think it's great that uh, you say that you even listen to sermons differently, and that has affected your, prayer, your, your actual walk. Uh, and I think that that is something that, um, that people who are in ministry may not take into account about how, if they weren't, how their life would be different. I mean, how does that affect? It affects so many things that are unseen. I think that uh, one of the benefits of uh, engaging in ministry work is that it really does make you feel good. It makes you feel like you're doing God's work. It makes you feel like you're part of his plan. Uh, I used to listen when I was a teenager, I would listen to uh, um, Striper, which is a heavy metal sure. Christian band. Yeah. And one of their songs was Soldiers under your command. And I thought that, that was, that really inspired me. I'm part of God's army. I'm part of God's plan. And he's using me uh, to do his will. So just the knowledge, just knowing that you are part of God's plan, that you are obeying God's word, that you are modeling Jesus in some um, fashion makes you feel really good because we are ambassadors. And then we actually realize that, no, I'm right now, when I clock in for this ministry work, I'm an ambassador for Jesus. I'm, I'm on the clock for God. I'm doing work for the kingdom. And I think that that, I don't know about you, but that makes me feel really good to know that I'm doing um, kingdom work and storing up treasures in heaven. See, and I would, the, the one thing about clocking in, I don't ever clock in or out because uh, <laughs> I'm always, always active. on the clock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that uh, I try to, uh, in anything I do, I try to make see what my motives are, mm -hmm. uh, who's going to be infected, affected by it, and uh, and live a life that if somebody were to look at it could say, yeah, that guy's, uh, he's a Christian. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And one of the repercussions, I think, is uh, if you don't engage in ministry work, I, I don't want 
anyone to feel uh, on their deathbed regret, you know, the, the whole, I look Absolutely. back on my life and what have I done? I could have done something when I was young and I didn't do anything. So to avoid regret uh, and uh, feeling as if you, you wasted your life or you didn't do something important or you didn't do something that will last, that it didn't store up treasures in heaven, um, that it could be a, um, a repercussion. I mean, if you don't do it, you, you may regret it, regret it later. And uh, now if you are young enough or maybe if you didn't matter, however, whatever your age is, right. uh, whatever your condition, you can do ministry work. So, um, so yeah, I wouldn't want uh, anyone to find themselves in that place where they look back and think, oh man, I wasted 30 years of my life. I wasted so much time. I didn't do what I, what I could have done. Uh, kind of like the, the Schindler's List <laughs> movie where he's like, oh, I could have, I could have gotten one more. I, I could have given this watch and probably gotten a couple more. It's like, no, you, you want to be mindful of, of your life and take stock of it whenever you can. And then you can reflect on it and, uh, and see how you can be using it for God. So. Anyway. Yeah, uh, in that regard, too, that when we continually deny or um, avoid, or and that's probably not the right word, but uh, when we don't do what we feel the Holy Spirit's calling us to do, eventually we lose those promptings. They become mm. less and less because mm-hmm. we're not being obedient. Right. Uh, and the more I'm open and answering the call, the more... God uses those things, and and the more I'm aware of. Yeah. You know, that tracks logically, for sure. That makes sense. Definitely makes sense. Um, Can you recount any God moments or special occurrences during your ministry work? I know you talked a lot about about it, but is there anything that sticks out to you at all? And and I know a lot of what I do goes back to the jail, but uh, I'm taught, as I think back on even the previous question, uh, when I think about things that I didn't do earlier, and uh, and how I am grateful for God bringing this particular ministry. I remember the prompting to go talk to Chap and Larry, and and how that started the process of me ended up going to the jail. But um, this was a situation from the jail. Uh, it was a Sunday morning, and uh, I'm sorry, Sunday afternoon. And we have a church service. It's broadcast through the jail, so they do it in one part of the jail, and then they broadcast it to a few of the other pods, and I was in one of the pods. I was called a church monitor. I'm there to make sure people are respectful and if they have questions, so I went through the church service, and afterwards I said, uh, you know, I'm gonna be around for a few minutes if anybody needs to talk or, or would like prayer, and next thing I know, I've got about a half a dozen guys in a semicircle around me, hmm. and, uh, and we're talking for a little bit, and then this one young man, uh, he goes, and so how do you ask Jesus into your heart? And I'm thinking about that, and I'm going, if I hadn't come, and it was, and I, I'm trying to think back on that particular weekend, but I think there was a reason why I was there, when, and I, it wasn't my normal weekend, mm-hmm. but I was there. But if I hadn't come that day, there would have been nobody in that pod. Hmm. The guy still might have went to the church service. He might have still asked the question, and maybe one of the other guys could have answered it. But the fact that I was there, uh, that he asked the question, that we had a chance to talk about it, and at that, and that particular day, he made a profession of faith, hmm. and uh, that to me is the essence of what we do. Mm-hmm. Not every time is going to be a home run. The last right. Sunday I went as a church monitor, there was one guy that came, mm-hmm. but that was okay. Yeah, and in fact, I told my wife when I got home, if nobody came, 
everybody in that pod saw me walk in. Mm-hmm. They saw me in there. They knew I was there. And if no one else came, that still gave me some credibility. Mm-hmm. When I walked out, if I was going to talk to a guy, they knew that I mm-hmm. was there. But there happened to be one guy, and we just spent the hour talking about uh, where he was at and uh, some of the changes he's trying to make in his life. And then before I left, we prayed. And again, uh, I did happen to see him the following Tuesday. I went in to make a, a special effort, and he was uh, happened to be in the back exercising. So I just and I and I was kind of on a short time frame. So I just went back and I said, "Hey, I just want to let you know that." Uh, uh, appreciate you coming in on Sunday, and uh, and wanted to check in, and and so he was very grateful that mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I love it. I mean, our obedience can be a witness, like you were saying, that just people seeing you, and just the the fact that we're doing things can be a ministry in itself for people who may not even be engaging, but can witness from the outside and be in that light. I I agree with you one hundred percent with that. Uh, a couple things with me, I. I, you know, I do the KTF stuff, the the videos and the podcasts and books and stuff. And uh, a couple of the, one of the videos um, that I made, one of the movies um, was someone had the actual videotape that they had at home. And uh, their unbelieving husband just saw it sitting on a table and picked it up and was this, <laughs> I'll watch this. And, uh, and God used that to bring him um, closer to a, uh, a confession of, of faith. And I, I find that to be awesome. Same thing with uh, one of the Lord of My Life books. Uh, it's one of the one of the ladies that I that I only see every once in a while at work said that she uh, brought one home, and her husband's been reading it. And it's just amazing to be able to hear those encouraging stories of how God can use something that you have no idea what He's going to do with it, but it's always encouraging. And those to me are are really great examples of how God can do something where you have no idea. Uh, and he can use it to minister to unbelievers. And I thought that was awesome. And a couple of miracles that I've had happen on, on some of the mission trips, and I mentioned it in one of the previous episodes about do miracles happen today, whereas uh, when I was in Haiti a few years ago, uh, we had a, a miraculous healing that happened in my presence and a food multiplication that happened in my oh, presence. Wow. And that was that was really, really awesome to be able to be used um, by God to, to to have those things happen and uh, it was uh, just prayer and belief, and God did the work. I mean, it's, so it's basically God can use you uh, to do some amazing things, some that you do see and some that you may not see, as you said, this side of heaven. So I just find that to be super, super encouraging and humbling to be used Absolutely. by God in that respect. Well, let's take a break for right now. But when we come back, we'll explore what the Bible says about ministry work. We'll examine the differences between ministry work and the Great Commission, and we'll answer the question, if it is important to do ministry work, what does that say about our God? So stay with us. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Listen to half-hour episodes of the Christian Music Podcast online or download them to your computer or mobile device and take them with you. Discover independent Christian artists while exercising, commuting to work, doing chores, or any time you need to get your Christian music fix. Just go to ktfproductions.com and find the Christian Music Podcast link to access the Christian Music Podcast.
boldly proclaim your faith while also supporting the Hardcore Christianity podcast. Find Hardcore Christianity t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, smartphone cases, pillows, mugs, and more. Just go to the Hardcore Christianity page at ktfproductions.com for links to the store. Today, Jerry and I have been exploring the question, how important is doing ministry work? In the first part of the show, we explore statistics on how many believers engage in ministry work. We gave our personal thoughts on how important ministry work is in the life of a believer, and we discussed some of the added benefits of ministry work. In this segment, we'll begin by examining what the Bible says about ministry work. So Jerry, what are some of the things that the Bible says about ministry work? Definitely, we were called to... Uh, be the hands and feet of Jesus. We talked about earlier uh, uh, whether you visit someone who's sick uh, or give them a cup of water or help someone who's in need of uh, whatever it might be. And then also uh, uh, to share our faith, uh, the Great Commission, mm-hmm. uh, being part of it. And, uh, and doing that uh, not only it, with our words, but with our actions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember an old, uh, an older gentleman in uh, a church that we went to quite a few years ago, uh, and he said uh, something to the effect, uh, you're going to have to speak louder. Your actions are speaking louder than your words. <laughs> uh, really just uh, you know, having that be a part of our, our walk, because the, the closer we walk to Christ, the uh, the more opportunities we are given, people might not agree with us. They might be uh, come at us from a negative, mm-hmm. and yet uh, it gives us the opportunity to speak in a way we couldn't otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think there's a, a couple of biblical scripture that I could point out as well. Uh, one of, that talks about the attitude that we should have during uh, our ministry work. And in Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 through 24, it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving, which I thought was really nice uh, when we start to do things and we uh, are doing ministry work. Yes, we are doing them unto people, but ultimately we are as, as if we are serving Christ. And another um, serving Christ uh, uh, portion of scripture is from Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 through 40, which says, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came and visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did, I, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? The king replied, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. So when we serve others, we're really serving Christ. And I like that he says, the, an- the righteous will answer, I mean, uh, then he- the righteous will answer him. So he kind of talks about us as being, when we do these things, we are considered righteous for doing it. Right. Uh, and then lastly, I just kind of want to point out uh, that um, uh, uh, from Mark chapter 10, verses 40 through th- 43 through 45, when we're talking about the, the idea that we are serving um, is really 
held high in high regard in heaven. It says, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to, uh, to be first must be the slave of all. For even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give uh, his life as a ransom for many. So in doing so, we are modeling Jesus when we do um, any form of ministry work. Uh, we are basically being um, a model uh, of what Jesus did when he was on earth. Well, it's interesting, too. I've heard that uh, uh, kind of a breakdown of Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Mm -hmm. And that in itself is a humbling experience. Uh, but in the one of the other uh, parables where Jesus came in and uh, the woman came in and was uh, washing. washing her feet with her tears and mm -hmm. then drying with her hair, that the uh, the head of the household should have had, and it typically what would have been a, a bucket of water and or a bowl of water and a, a towel so that people when they came in, and typically it would be a servant, but if it wasn't a servant, even the head of household should have performed that. Hmm. Uh, and uh, that we look at that as being a menial thing, and yet it is uh, an act of service and... Uh, we don't like to necessarily be considered servants. Mm -hmm. uh, and when we use the word slave, we really don't like the word. <laughs> uh, and yet, uh, having that servant's attitude mm -hmm. is what really is demanded of us, not right. just asked of us, but demanded of us if we really are going to call ourselves Christians. And I think that people, believers, should look at the Bible and read carefully how Jesus was and model everything about him. And the fact that he came to serve mm -hmm. uh, just speaks volumes about who he is and what he requires and desires from us. So I would just encourage um, believers to just look, and when you read uh, the, the Gospels, to look at it through the lens of, of servitude, of ministry work, and try and find out how Jesus was a minister to others and how we are to take on the likeness of Christ. And the spirit behind that, not only the literal things that he did, but the spirit behind uh, a lot of the things that he did, which will help us to understand how important not only is ministry work uh, to him, but how important it is that we do ministry work in his name. I still uh, wear a What Would Jesus Do bracelet. <laughs> I remember those. And I don't wear it with the letters toward other people. It's... Uh, put in a way that I can read the letters mm -hmm. uh, as a reminder to me uh, because it's easy to get caught up in the day-to-day -day life. Absolutely. And it's easy to react as opposed to really thinking about what I'm going to say or, or uh, overlooking mm -hmm. someone's indiscretion or uh, the way they said something, not, right. not reacting uh, the way I might typically react, but really think about it. And how would Jesus respond to that? Well, I like what you said earlier in the episode where you never clock out. I mean, you don't, you don't clock in and clock out of ministry work. And I think that that is uh, uh, um, something that we all should, should take to heart because even when you're not doing uh, actually doing the physical ministry work, your life is a ministry. And uh, if you have already been identified by people as a believer or even have identified yourself as a believer, then you are watched and uh, your actions will ref should reflect who Jesus is. And so at all times, we are ambassadors for Christ. Right. But there are times when we actually do the physical work of, uh, of doing ministry work. But then there are other times when we're just models of who Jesus should be. I heard a girl, a, a woman, when we went to a, um, 
one of the Haiti trips, she said, this guy here, he's, he's like Jesus. He's, he's got, he's, he's Jesus with different skin on or something like that, which I thought, okay, well, that's pretty neat. That's pretty, then that's what we should all aspire to be. So what would you say to encourage someone to engage in some form of ministry work? Well, first of all, we've talked about it, but we all have gifts. And when we use those gifts, uh, we'll be amazed how others are affected by those. But I think we'll also be amazed by how much we're affected by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you can't outgive God in that regard. Uh, anything that you do uh, for someone else uh, because you believe that's what God would have you do, you're going to be impacted by it. And mm-hmm. it may not be something that happens immediately. It may be down the road, whatever. Uh, it, it it probably won't be uh, anything material, but it'll be something that you know that you know mm-hmm. that uh, that you were impacted in that way. Mm-hmm. I also would say to encourage someone, I, uh, I have used the multiverse analogy. And for people who, who know uh, like uh, um, superheroes and, and uh, uh, the Marvel Universe, there, there's oftentimes a, uh, a multiverse where uh, it's a different world and you're the same person, but you've made a, a few different choices. And when we look at our lives and, and uh, uh, what we've done to make us become who we are now, what are some of the choices that we wish we would have done? What are some of the things that we wish we would have done to make us more aligned to who Jesus is? So if there is a multiverse and there's multiple versions of ourselves, which one of those versions are who we are close, most closely aligned to who what Jesus wants us to be. And that is the kind of person that we should all try and aspire to be. One of the uh, ways to do that is through our efforts, being um, hands and feet here on this earth for Jesus and doing that through ministry work, either it be overt ministry work, uh, uh, doing something uh, in a soup kitchen, whatever, whatever it may be, or uh, just how we live our lives. So I would encourage um, anyone who, who, calls himself a believer to look at their life and try and find out what it, how far are they from who they believe God wants them to be and what are the steps to become that person. And one of the steps I would argue would be uh, some form of ministry work. Because when you do any kind of any form of ministry where I'm just saying just do something using your talents and your passions to glorify God and you can be creative in that. Like the one woman whose passion was to knit quilts. Uh, that was her passion and her skill and she was creative and how she could use that to glorify Christ. So um, I would say uh, just find what you can do to glorify the Lord and do it with all of your heart and uh, with no earthly reward uh, in it for yourself that you're looking for, but just to do it as part of uh, God's uh, furthering God's kingdom work and loving your neighbor as we are called to do in the word. One of the things uh, as far as, and some people might not look at it as ministry work, but prayer. Oh, yeah. Um, that if I can't do anything else, I can pray. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, even if my body doesn't allow me to do other things, it, I am able to pray. Uh, and I think it's something that our churches in general don't use enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a book by Jim Cimbala called Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire. Mm-hmm. And in it he says, uh, you can tell the popularity of a church by the attendance at Sunday uh, morning service. You can tell the popularity of the pastor by the attendance at the evening service. And you can tell the popularity of Jesus by the attendance at a prayer service. Ooh. 
Ouch. Yeah, definitely ouch. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm reminded Second uh, Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Amen. And uh, I think that's something as a nation that we could really, uh, and uh, I know that it's hard to ask those who don't believe in God to think about that, but for us who call ourselves Christian and looking at the church corporate, not just Mm -hmm. individual denominations or individual churches, but uh, as a as a culture, as a country, uh, a nation under God, if we were to do that, how that would impact mm-hmm. every aspect of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we get we get caught up in in all the little stuff, right? And uh, and we miss that point. When I, as I hear you talk, it reminded me of the idea that when we do ministry work, we should never forget. Um, that we need the Holy Spirit, the Lord working along with us. We do not want to do it in our own power, in our own strength, and do it in vain. I actually had a pastor a friend of mine say, don't get so busy doing the work of the Lord that you forget about the Lord of the work. <laughs> and uh, that Agreed. that always needs to be for, forefront on our minds. I mean, right. yes, we could do all the work that we want to do, but if we're doing it in our own strength, it could be in vain. But we have to remember the Lord of the work. So when you mention prayer... I also think that that's an integral part of any part of ministry work, that we should continue to pray that God will lead the ministry work and that he's involved in it, that he will anoint it, and that uh, he is guiding it. I mean, we don't want to be getting to the trap of doing stuff in our own strength. And it's interesting you mentioned it. As you were saying it, I was thinking about prayer is the exercise that allows us to do the work, just like when we're uh, when we do the exercise in order to do whatever it is we mm-hmm. might want to be training for. Yeah, good good analogy. That's that's good. So, yes, we should never. As a matter of fact, that should be a primary ingredient to any, any uh, ministry work um, that we do. So um, I look at ministry work and the Great Commission as two different things. Um, if it is, then how is ministry work different from the Great Commission? Do you believe they're different? I think they have different aspects, but uh, I think ministry work supports the Great Commission. Ah, okay. Uh, in Romans ten fourteen through 15, it says, How then shall they call on him whom they have not believed, and how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they heard without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? And uh, so as we have other people speak into our lives, as we have the opportunity to speak into others, um, I think all ministry work ultimately leads to the Great Commission, mm-hmm. and without the ministry work, I don't think there can be a Great Commission. Yeah, that's a that's a that's well said. For those of you who are not familiar with the Great Commission, we're talking about the portion of Scripture that comes from Matthew chapter twenty-eight, verses nineteen through twenty, before Jesus leaves the world. He says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So the Great Commission is often regarded as um, something that uh, about making the disciples. So that is our mandate uh, under the Great Commission, which is not just to be churchgoers, but also to make disciples. And so the reason I asked the question as to whether 
ministry work is different from the Great Commission because the Great Commission is uh, specifically focuses on making disciples. And I look at it as a little bit of a step up from the ministry work. Um, ministry work is important, but uh, uh, furthering and growing God's kingdom, which you, you're you right. I mean, you could that could be done in any form of ministry work. I mean, it can uh, lead to that. Uh, but there are some times where our primary our primary uh, uh, function is to bring someone into the kingdom or to even disciple them and to help them to become uh, more like Christ. So yes, I think there's a little bit of a difference, but I agree with you that they're that they're some kind of, they work in concert with one another. Uh, it, but it, it is important to shine a light on Christ. But I think it is even I would argue that it's even more important to make disciples. But both are very very important. So. If it is important to do ministry work, what does that say about our God? Well, for me, it says God uses each of us to fulfill uh, his plans. And if we're not faithful, those plans will still be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But we will be missing an opportunity to grow and to be, uh, uh, and to really to have the benefits of being close to God. And uh, but he will accomplish his purposes right, regardless right. of whether we do them or not. But it's great to be a part of the plan. Absolutely. I mean, you don't want to be like Moses when he kept saying, "No, I don't want to do it. No, I don't want to do it." And then God kind of says, "You're going to do it." You know, you want to be a part of his plan. You want to be a, a willing participant. I also think about, uh, as I mentioned earlier, that my pastor said that uh, God handcuffs himself to the church, and I I do believe that. I believe that there's a lot of things that will not happen on this earth without people because he uses people to do it. And so that it is our the church's responsibility or more pointedly followers of Christ to be that vessel that God uses to do his work. And it could be anything. We already talked about several different types of ministry, but I'm sure that uh, listeners, you can figure out your own uh, creative way to uh, glorify God, to lead others to him, to show love to others, to evangelize, to do all the different things that we are called to do as Christ followers on this on this earth. And so, um, yeah, I think that uh, that that is one of the things that it does say about God is that we are handcuffed to to him. He uses us to do his will and he chooses to use mere people, even sometimes to do miracles. So, that's what and even sometimes me. against our will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that can happen too. So what are some of the takeaways that will help us become more hardcore in our faith from this discussion we had today? Well, for me, it's seeing God in all aspects of my life, not just on Sunday or uh, when I've allotted specific time uh, or uh, being involved with a professional ministry worker, but uh, in anything I do, uh, when I get up in the morning and I look out and I see the trees in the backyard and the sun coming through and uh, and even the snow, and knowing that those are all God uh, ordained or God allowed, mm-hmm. and um, being able to appreciate the beauty of that, and uh, and be grateful, even uh, even in times and it's. I know it's easy to be grateful when things are going well, mm-hmm. and I've been blessed in my life that I've I haven't had any any serious uh, physical or uh, other uh, types of issues that I've had to deal with. But um, but being grateful for the little things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. When we get up in the morning and we can get out of bed, be grateful for that. Yeah, 
uh, when we have food to eat, when we have uh, shelter. Mm -hmm. uh, again, we take those things for granted we because do. they're always there. Mm -hmm. And uh, but to be able to uh, to recognize it and to be able to thank God for it. Very good. Well, I would also say that uh, that this to become more hardcore in our faith. Um, Ministry work is a part is a part of that as a part of the Christian the Christian experience, and uh, I would encourage anyone to just get involved, use your talents to glorify the Lord, and and store up for yourselves treasures in heaven. I want to end with, of course, the portion of Scripture from Matthew chapter six, verses nineteen through twenty one, which Be says, "Before you give that one oh, verse, sure, sure. I, I had one, and this is just a saying, but I wanted to uh, include that if I could. God is more concerned with our availability." than our ability. Oh. And so many times we will say, well, I'm not qualified or whatever. We'll talk our way out of it. Are we willing? Yes, yes. And actually God, because God is the ability and he uses the weak things of the world to confound the wise. He may use people who don't think they're qualified to do things that are amazing. So anyway, the Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21 says, Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth, where moth and vermin can destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moth and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Well, I would like to thank you, the listener, for spending time with us as we explore the question, how important is doing ministry work? I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to join us next time as we explore another challenging topic from a Christian worldview. But until then, I encourage you to make every effort to keep your walk hardcore. See you soon. If you'd like to let us know your thoughts about this episode, or if you have an episode topic that you'd like to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to drop us an email at writecmv at hotmail.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-C-M-V at Hotmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hardcore Christianity is produced by KTF Productions. Thanks for listening and God bless.